is Len Hughes, the voice of rock. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. And you're listening to Music Mania. I want you to want me. The dream police. Your mama's alright. Your daddy's alright. But just seem a little bit weak. Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! So let's rock and roll all night! Come on every day! In the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here is your host, Clint Schweitzer. Well, Katie bar the door, batten down the hatches, because we are saying goodbye to the month of July with a star-studded show here on the Music Mania podcast. Going to be welcoming two tremendous guitarists, two guys that have been on this show before, but what a pleasure it's going to be to welcome them back. We're going to have Def Leppard guitarist Phil Collin coming on uh, to talk about um, the Def Leppard's upcoming Vegas residency and all the things going on in the Def Leppard camp. They've got uh, a new album that's going to be, um, you know, coming out. They're working on it right now, actually. We're going to get in more uh, detail about that. And we're also going to be welcoming Billy Idol guitarist Steve Stevens, renowned as one of the great, you know, all-around uh, guitarists, um, you know, in the world. I mean, Steve has been uh, with Billy Idol going on 40 years now with a little bit of a break in between uh, in there. But uh, Billy's going to be doing a Vegas residency coming up in October. Not only that, going to be kicking off the tour with Brian Adams. Uh, It's a short run, um, just about seven or eight shows kind of on the East Coast and uh, a show in Michigan, which I will be attending. I'm going to be at the Detroit show uh, coming up here on August 7th. So going to be checking this out myself. But what a tour it's going to be. I think this may be kind of a teaser for a longer tour to come. Brian Adams and Billy Idol, two just stalwarts of the 80s. And it's going to be interesting. We're going to get into to it with Steve about, you know, who's going to close the show. Uh, it's billed as kind of co-headlining. So how is this going to work? How did this all come about um, in the collaboration with Billy Idol uh, for almost uh, 40 years now, uh, since 1981? It's incredible. So 38 years that uh, Steve and Billy kind of have been together and uh, kind of a funny story about uh, Billy's first album, the self-titled album uh, from 1982. Uh, Steve's got a funny story about that. We're going to talk about to kind of how White Wedding came about, how the album was lacking a definitive single, and uh, the producer kind of locked Billy in a studio and said, don't come out until you've got a hit, and uh, that was White Wedding. So crazy stuff. Um, having these two guys on this show is, is really just a pleasure for us, and it shows kind of where this show has grown from. Um, over the last you know four or five years and we're just so thankful to be here and to be able to share these interviews with you because that's what it's all about for me this is this show is not about me coming on here and talking about you know my top 10 guitarists or drummers or metal albums of all time it's about sharing these interviews with you and getting in depth with these artists that we all revere so much that's 
really what this show is about, and we hope that you'll support the show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Um, and I think we're also now available on iHeartRadio. So any of those mediums that you take in podcasts, all for free, you can subscribe to the show, leave us some feedback, and that is just absolutely huge for us. The website is musicmaniapodcast.com. All of the shows are archived there for your convenience. So I think we're hitting... 140, 142 shows, something like that. Could not have done it without uh, you guys and your continued listenership and interaction on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can hit us up on all three. We definitely appreciate you doing so. Before we bring on our first guest, Phil Collin from Def Leppard, got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland, they buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store go by the wayside. Give them a visit off Antioch Road in Gladstone today. Tell them Music Mania sent you and there will be a discount or it's on us. Louder Than Life, America's premier three-day rock festival, comes to Louisville's Highly Festival Grounds at the KY Expo Center, September 27th through 29th, starring Guns N' Roses, Slipknot, Disturbed, Rob Zombie, Godsmack, Marilyn Manson, Breaking Benjamin, Chevelle, Hailstorm, and many more. Single day and weekend passes are available now at louderthanlifefestival.com. Experience it live. Phil, how's it going, my man? It's been a while. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, do, oh, it's doing great here. Uh, if my geography is correct, which it isn't always, I think you're joining us uh, from... Uh, from Winnipeg today. How's everything going up there? We are indeed. It's, it's kind of warm, like, as it is in most places. But I think you're getting it hotter down there. Yeah, we're um, we we actually been missing a lot of the really hot weather. You know, even when we was in Europe, we, we'd kind of bypass like the, the really crazy stuff. So, uh, yeah, but it's getting there. It's, um, it's, the Canadian tour has been incredible. Yeah, audiences have been ridiculous. So. Yeah, we're having a blast. Well, you're up there in the hometown of our good friend Chris Jericho. Have you ever been on his podcast before? He's a he's a character. I have. I, yeah, I, I know Chris for a while, and, and yeah, we actually recorded together. And, um, I didn't know he was from Winnipeg. I'll send him a text in a minute and, and tell him where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, right. that's right. Well, the, the, I know uh, you guys have you know after. Several years of really hitting America hard and doing some really big tours. Last year, of course, you were out with Journey doing stadiums uh, and big arenas. But and now you're kind of concentrating on uh, the UK and and on Canada before coming back uh, to Vegas, which we'll talk about in a minute. But just kind of talk about uh, kind of that strategy. Um, you know, hitting the United States pretty hard, and then uh, kind of getting out and uh, doing some shows overseas and now up north. What's what was kind of the strategy behind that? Well, I mean, you you go where you where you're really needed, and I think in the last year or so it's just been really crazy for us and there's been such a demand especially in america um um and then we you know we went to the uk which was they're really loving us over there well for some some reason at the moment which is <laughs> great you know obviously we're from there um so yeah it's been fascinating the whole the whole thing is on the way we're, we're like wow where's this all coming from so um yeah, I mean, so, so you've, you've got to go. You've got to, you, you know, work at it. You've got to really, you know, when it when it shows up, you've actually got to take advantage of it. And we've been having, you know, so much um, love, actually, lately, from everything from, like, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to the journey to that first stadium tour, per se. And, uh, 
everything about it has just been incredible. A, a great trajectory. That's a good point, and I kind of wanted to ask you about that. It's kind of a nice transition there, because uh, your guys' trajectory has been nothing but trending up uh, the past 10 years. We talked about some of the big tours you've done. You've been in America uh, consistently in some really big crowds and sellouts. And, um, you know, it's crazy because 20 years ago when you released Euphoria, I saw you guys here in Missouri at the, in the Missouri State Fair. Um, I don't want to call it a low point for the band because you guys have always been, uh, you know, mega stars here in America. But just since then, in the last 20 years, you guys have just done nothing but point up. How, how have you guys been able to pull that off? I mean, it's pretty incredible. Um, we really work hard. We've got a great work ethic, and I think um, we've got a brilliant team. You know, we had our manager, Harold Kaufman, who passed away two years ago, had a different kind of strategy. He thought there was a, the value in that. You know, especially if you're, if you keep raising the bar and you keep getting better, which we do. You know, we, we sing better than we did last year, which was better than the year before, play better. And then our manager now, Mike Kobayashi, um, We've been with Howard for like 11 years, just, just took it and run, and just been pushing it even harder. So um, we, it's, it's great, and I think that you can't really beat hard work, and we, we really work super hard, and, and we enjoy it, you know, we get on with each other, which is another thing. All of these things, it's, um, it's a family, you know, and our families come out and see us, and all of it is just, um, yeah, just pretty amazing. Well, you're going to be back here in America starting on uh, August 14th um, at uh, doing your Vegas residency, which is awesome. I always find these fascinating. You guys did one back in 2013, and now you're back again. Just kind of talk about uh, kind of the differences between uh, the, the traditional touring, and then you come here to Vegas, and it's like the fans all come to you. It's got to be kind of a cool feeling. You know you're getting your hard, hardcore fans coming down to Vegas. It's going to be awesome uh, there for your residency down there. Yeah, it's actually weird. You know, last time we played, you know, you'd bump into fans. They go, oh, we traveled from Singapore or Chile or, or Europe or where, and it's really weird. So um, that part of it, you know, yeah, you, you stay there and they come to you, but it's, it's a little different because, you know, you're not in a uh, in a giant arena or stadium or something. You're in a more kind of um, controlled environment, you know, which is like, that's why people like playing Vegas, you know, it's like Cirque du Soleil and all of those things. You can really control your own environment, you know, with the darkness and the amount of lights and stuff you put in. So production's really important. And um, I, and I, it just feels different. It actually feels more theatrical than, than actually going out on a, you know, a, a festival or a stadium stage. It's, it's kind of a very different type of vibe. So uh, I, I love all the above. So it's, it's, it's great for us. And, and, you know, it kind of changes it up Well, it's, it's, it's uh, at Planet Hollywood, which is going to be really cool. It's an awesome theater there. Uh, it's been housed to some really big stars here over the years, and you guys being there is going to be incredible. Just talk about kind of the, the logistics and the travel of it, because I always find everything that you guys do so fascinating and, the you know, a lot of airports and a lot of uh, hotel rooms. But in this case, you know, you guys kind of get to set up shop for a little while, and, you know, the fans come to you. Do you guys just get to you guys, do you guys just get rooms there at the, <laughs> there at the Planet Hollywood and, and get to hang out, or kind of where, where do you guys set up? How does it work? It depends. I mean, last time we did that at the joint, and um, you, you didn't really get any time to yourself. Like, you went to the gym or you went downstairs. You, you just get kind of jumped on by, by fans. And uh, it, it made it kind of hard. You know, I, I think if you are you have a little bit of space and stuff, it's actually really cool. So even now, when we're on tour, you know, you go back to the hotel, you get tons of space or a tour bus, you know. These tour buses are, are moving apartments, so they're, they're pretty amazing. You, you do get a lot of, of that kind of downtime, but um, 
And I recalled, you know, I, I recalled stuff in my room. Actually, I, I just suggested that everyone we're going to have a little rehearsal tomorrow because we, we keep putting all these new songs together and uh, we're running out of time. We've got, we want to, you know, put a lot of different songs in for, for Vegas. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're having to do stuff like that, but it's fun. You know, we're actually going you know, to get the acoustics in a, in a room and just blast away. We can try different songs in sound check. So it's... Um, yeah, it keeps it moving, and, and we're writing new songs as well for, for the new record. So uh, that's already started. You know, it's just a matter of when we finish it. It's the a, a, a big kind of day, really. But yeah, the rest of the stuff we've actually just got going, and, and it's all very exciting and fun. I've got to say. So would you say the, the, the plan kind of is, I mean, obviously, as you guys finish out this uh, tour cycle, uh, you're obviously writing songs for a new album, is to kind of put that together kind of in 2020? Is that kind of the, the plan right now? And then maybe look at some, some more dates next summer? Kind of what's uh, the future looking like for Def Leppard here? The, the future's looking like crazy, super busy before <laughs> we go into next year. We've, they've already started requesting dates for next year. That's all around the world. So we're going to have to... It's getting so much so busy for us. And like I said, it's amazing. I mean, I'm not complaining by a long shot. This is... I've wanted to do this to happen for years. And... Um, it's kind of finally happening, you know, on that kind of scale. So, yeah, we, we love that. And I think we're just going to do do the music and put the stuff together in, in between. You know, I, um, the band Tesla, I, done, I produced their album, yep. their last album, and um, we recorded it on tour. So we were on tour together. So we would, you know, tour bus, a bunker, a backstage room. And, and literally, it would be like some days you'd have 20 minutes or, or and three hours, and it would vary. And you'd get so much. We've done all the guitars like that. And then at the end, we've done like lead vocals and, and drums in, in a studio, literally a, like a day, you know, day of drums, day of vocals, or some at night, that kind of stuff. So uh, it really worked out well. I think if we, if we do a, a version of that um, in, in the Def Leppard album, I think we'd be good to go. You know, it's like a little bit here, a little bit there, and before you know it, you're, you're constantly right and constantly being inspired, you know. Well, we got to talk about this, of course, because back in March, you guys became uh, members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I got to ask you kind of this way, because when we had Glenn Hughes on the show, he talked about when Deep Purple went in, that it was great and all, but really he felt good for the fans uh, of Deep Purple, that that was what it was mostly about. When you guys went in, kind of what were your emotions surrounding that as the night approached and you guys go in and, uh, you know, Brian May's there and the whole thing? Just kind of what, what were your emotions uh, that night at the Hall of Fame? Um. I, to be quite honest, it was just like doing another gig. With, with the, it took a bit longer than normal, a lot more waiting around. Um, what I was really impressed with is that they introduced a fan vote about eight years ago. And, um, you know, fans, it, it only made for one vote out of a thousand or something like that, but it really influences it. And I, we, we had the most overwhelming vote that they've ever had. So I mean, that really thrilled me more than anything else because, you know, like I said, it's a panel that actually votes you on. But the fact that our fans were so overwhelmingly um, crazy was, was was amazing. You know, that's, that's the, that was the thing that, that really got me. I was um, very touched by that. And, you know, for years, you know, our, I've actually met people that have almost been in tears. They go, well, you're a rock and roll. It's like, well, nothing to do with us, you know. And so when we finally got in there, it, it was just really amazing. To all those people that, that have just wanted us in there for so long. So no, that that was the coolest thing for me. And obviously Brian May, that was, that was amazing. You know, we're, we're such huge fans of him. He's he's such a, a 
sweetheart and an amazing person and an incredible artist. And, um, and, and we just loved Queen as well. So that, that was just really special. He was the only person that, that really could have inducted us. So it was out wonderful. Well, congratulations, Phil. Much deserved. Before we let you go, uh, I've got to kind of to ask Thank you about you. about you. You bet, you bet, man. And I got to ask you about kind of your creative muscle and Def Leppard. You guys are so busy. You do so many dates. You guys are as in demand as ever. But uh, last year, you got to do the G three with uh, Joe Satriani and John Petrucci. You have uh, kind of your sided uh, project as well, Delta Blue. Just kind of talk about. You're, you know, kind of flexing your creative muscle outside of Def Leppard. I know, you know, Vivian has uh, Last in Line. He's got, uh, you know, Joe's Death Side stuff. Just kind of talk about your creative muscle outside of Def Leppard. Yeah, obviously doing the Tesla album was, was even more of that. You know, that was that was wonderful. But um, the G3 tool was amazing. I, I learned so much. My playing got so much better. Um, I just saw John Petrucci because we, we've done some gigs in Europe with Dream Theater. So we got to hang out, got to work out together and, Love him so much, and Joe Satriani. I, you know, we had such a blast on that tour. You know, we'd come off every night and we'd, we'd discuss, you know, what we'd done and just just playing with those giants every single day was just just made my playing just up the game like ridiculous. And um, so so now I'm really into that. I've got so many different songs. We've, we've kind of half got a Delta Deep album, but. Um, I think what we may do, because like I said, I'm so busy, I'm not going to be able to do that for now, so I may actually end up doing a solo album at some point and wow. use those songs on there as well. Awesome. That would be tremendous to hear, yeah. Phil. We'd love to hear that, man. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we have uh, just can't thank you enough for joining us here. Best of luck. We'll see you out in Vegas here in a couple of weeks. Best of luck at the show tonight and, and uh, down there in Win- up there in Winnipeg, man. Uh, stay warm and uh, have a great rest of the tour, my friend. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks, Phil. Uh, cheers. Bye. Well, there you have it. Awesome to catch up with Def Leppard's Phil Collin. Um, the second time we've had him on, it's been two years, and uh, it's great to catch up with Phil, who had a show in Winnipeg that night, the birthplace of our friend Chris Jericho, who's uh, Phil's also been on Chris's uh, podcast, Talk is Jericho. So, cool connection there. Um, and without further ado, we want to go ahead and bring on our second guest on the Music Media Podcast. It is Mr. Steve Stevens. Uh, Steve, welcome back to the show, man. How is everything going, my friend? Good. Hi, Clint. How are you? Oh, it's I'm doing great, man. It's so great to have you back. This is uh, the third time. The third time's the charm here on the Music Media Podcast. I know it's been a busy summer for you. How's everything been going, man? Um, good. Yeah, busy is <laughs> the key word. A lot of a lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. Oh, it it absolutely is the case, and uh, you're getting ready to to ramp back up here as the tour with Brian Adams now starts. Here on August 1st, man, this is such a cool deal, and I know you guys are only doing, I think, seven shows uh, with Brian coming up here, but a lot of press yeah. about this, a lot of cool, a lot of good vibes going on for this tour. Um, kind of how did this how did this thing come about with Brian? It's a great pairing. Um, we were actually on a, um, a festival date uh, last year, uh, and, um, and he went on after us, and, uh, you know, Billy and I got up with him, I think we did it cover version of i don't know some elvis tune or something and we just had so much fun and you know brian and his guitar player have been together the same amount of years that idol and i have been so there's kind of like a mutual you know kind of thing we we all made our careers around the same time and um it just seemed like the you know there was a a a shared audience and it just seemed like a great package so um so here we go this is going to be great. I'm going to catch you guys in uh, Clarkston, Michigan here coming up in a couple weeks. But 
uh, really most of these dates are on the East Coast. Is this something that kind of, you know, maybe that you're uh, teasing a little bit and maybe bring back in a, in a bigger way next year or anything like that? Or is it just kind of these few dates for now? Um, I mean, for now, these are in the initial dates, but, but um, you know, it's, uh, it's not out of the question that we'll continue to do something with, with him. So, um, you know, let's, let's uh, take it as it comes. Absolutely, Steve. You know, I tell you, uh, of course, the world all saw the um, Top Gun trailer that came out last week, Top Gun Maverick, with just a bit of a teaser of that famous uh, anthem, of course, that you were a part of. Talk about that, your kind of involvement in this. I know uh, Kenny Loggins was coming back to do kind of a, a version of Danger Zone that we haven't heard yet. We got a little snippet of the of the theme song of your song. Just kind of talk about uh, about that, your involvement in this. And uh, this looks like it's going to be a really big deal next year, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't, to be honest, I don't, I don't know if I'm involved with it. Um, the 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 uh, the guy that um, that I worked with, Harold Faltermeyer, is uh, you know uh, is doing the music for it. And I met with him in Germany and uh, and uh, you know offered my services. And he said, "Oh, you know, we have to get you back for it." So, um, but I haven't heard anything uh, further. You know, of course, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm asked to uh, work on it, uh, you know. Be, I'd be more than happy to. Yeah, absolutely. It just uh, seems like something that would need to, to happen for sure. Is it's going to be a, a, a huge movie, and of course, the theme's iconic. But uh, you know, just kind of talk about um, the visibility and, and kind of what you've done, uh, you know, with Billy Idol over the past few years. I mean, it just kind of seems like one of those deals where you guys seem to be kind of as busy as ever. You have a Vegas residency coming up in October. You've done this before. You're heading back there. Dates all over the country. You guys just keep popping up. The, the visibility of of you guys is really high right now. Um, just kind of talk about that and and uh, how this kind of got to this point because, I mean, you guys, there, there were several years there kind of, you know, in the, in the 90s, early 2000s where there wasn't a lot of touring and now things have really picked up. I mean, it's it's a, it's got, it's a good thing though, right? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, we've passed over into that, um, uh, into that uh, pantheon of um, classic rockers. Um, <laughs> But, but but I think you know I think you know there's not too many and I'm I'm am not speaking for myself I'm speaking more from from uh, about Billy Idol there's not too many of the great rock and roll frontmen around you know um, I don't uh, you know as much as I listen to current music uh, and I enjoy a lot of it you know we come from an era of uh, of singers being larger than life you know and 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 having big images and and making you know, big important statements with their music, and certainly Billy was part of that. Um, and uh, you know, recently um, I was in uh, Minneapolis. I went to see the Paisley Park uh, Museum and stuff, and it really, you know, it, it really hit home that you know we're we're part of something that, um, that you know uh, it was really special to people. Um, and, you know our records, and obviously you know the dawn of MTV and the videos and everything, and uh, and um, it's just uh, I think people are really you know not only of of our generation but their kids too uh, are really valuing you know what we brought to the scene musically, and uh, and I just see that uh, you know audi- our, our audience is is grown. I mean it's it's incredible that. Uh, you know, it's it's cool to like Billy Idol. It's never been uncool, you know. So, um, you know, we we take that really seriously. We go out on stage and we feel that, um, you know, we represent uh, 
something to people's lives, and uh, and it's um, it's it's a it's a great great feeling, man. Yeah, and, the, and a big part of that is the collaboration between the two of you. I mean, it's just synonymous, um, which is incredible for you know a solo artist like Billy Idol to be kind of synonymous with with a, a, a tremendous guitarist, which of course you certainly are. Just going to talk about that because Steve, it's uh, it's crazy, but we're you know you guys have been at this for almost forty years, like thirty eight years uh, since you guys got together in, in uh, nineteen eighty one. This is rare in the music business to have those kind of collaborations. Super rare. Super rare. How's yeah. have you how have you done it? And it's very real. It's not it's not a situation where um, um, you know where it's bullshit and you know you you don't talk to each other until you get on stage or you know and people are you know in separate you know ends of the of the venue and you know uh, it's you know we're uh, I don't know we just always maintained. Um, you know, our friendship and our, our, you know, we value each other musically, value each other's uh, opinions. And um, and I think there's just a chemistry between us that um, that's undeniable and we enjoy working together and it's not, um, it's not fake or phony or forced or anything. And uh, we, uh, we just, uh, I don't know, man, you just find that kind of, that, that, that symbiotic relationship with people, either it's, you know, in in uh, in, in uh, music or business or something, you just find those those people that you just you know you work with well, and it's uh, and it's uh, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun for us. I love being out on the road with with Idol. It's and I, you know we have such a killer band. Um, you know they're they're all our friends now and um, great road crew. It's you know it really is become a family, and uh, we just we we. You know, yeah, it's work, and it and and the travel could be grueling and all that, but uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we we we're really having a blast doing it. We'll talk about kind of flexing your creative muscle outside of uh, Billy Idol because uh, a renowned guitarist, you know, as you are, you've done a lot of great work. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Flamenco A Go Go album, and I've talked about this before. I'm just a huge fan of the Atomic Playboys as well. Uh, a couple years ago, you did uh, a solo tour. Um, talk about that and just kind of what it's like flexing your creative muscle. I know you've worked with some great artists uh, from Sebastian Bach um, on down the list, um, but. Talk about that that uh, tour you did a couple years ago, and if that's something that you might uh, you know revisit here at some point. Yeah, well, it's it kind of um, it was the the, the uh, beginning of of uh, of what's now uh, you know there's a band uh, that I'm involved with, Deadland Ritual, which is uh, Matt Sarm, Frankie Perez, and Geezer Butler. We just finished playing uh, European festivals, but the the beginning of, of that really was uh, my touring with Frankie Perez singer in that band and um i've known frankie about 12 years now and uh um he's just an incredible singer and somebody that i've you know i'm 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 like one of his biggest fans and i'm always the one i'll go see frankie you know whether i'm on stage with him or not i just think he's a real gifted uh uh you know performer and, and singer and um so when it came time to, you know, I had a little break of my schedule and uh, my wife who manages me said, hey, you know, we've got some offers to go out and do some solo dates. And uh, so Frankie went with me and did that. And uh, and it was great to kind of like look look back at my, my catalog and be able to do all of the things that uh, <clears throat> that I've that I've recorded over the years. I had a flamenco guitarist named Ben Woods with me. So we did half of the show was was rock and half of it was kind of Spanish guitar themed and 
but I was also able to do a couple of the Tom and Playboys tunes. We did Dirty Diana, the Michael Jackson thing. A couple of my favorite, um, uh, you know, my, the artists that I, you know, that shaped maybe the, my musical vision, you know, the Zeppelin or King Crimson or something. And it was just, you know, we just did it, did it for the fun of it. And um, and uh, I think a lot of, you know, fans really seem to get uh, get something out of it. We'll kind of get more into Deadland Ritual because this is a, a project that's been much heralded and there's been a lot of press and a lot of, you know, positivity, you know, about it. And I think it was funny. Geezer Butler said something like, Black Sabbath's farewell tour ended and I don't, I want to keep playing music. So here we go. Like that's just, just so seemed to be just such an organic, you know, mixture for you guys. And, you know, what's coming up for you guys? I mean, I know it's hard to find the time, but I mean, a lot, there's been so much positive press about this. It's like, you know, fans definitely want to hear more about this stuff. What what do you guys have coming up? Yeah, well, you know, there's um, there's an album worth of material written now. We've only recorded three tunes, but um, uh, we went out and played uh, in Europe and kind of road tested a lot of those songs, and uh, which is really the way it should be. You know, I was speaking to Geezer, you know, uh, about what it was like to record those early Sabbath records. That's the way they did it, you know. They went out and played those tunes, and then went in the studio. As opposed to a lot of times now, you know, people write, a, you know, the, what they call an album cycle. You'll write the material, go in and record it, and then tour it. Um, it kind of, you know, to me, that's a little bit backwards because you you want to play these tunes in front of an audience to kind of, you know, get your tempos together, rearrange, see what works, what, what reaction you get from certain bits of songs. So we went and did that. Uh, so the next plan is to actually record our record. Um, hopefully we'll do that by the end of this year and have it out uh, in the first quarter of next year. Uh, but, you know, once again, it's, you know, it's, for me, it's, um, you know, I've always wanted to be involved in a, in a great rock and roll band, especially a four-piece, much in that, uh, you know, in the mold of the early 70s English rock bands that I grew up listening to, you know, Sabbath, Zeppelin, uh, you know, that whole kind of, even Jimi Hendrix experience and all that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a one guitar band, and, and, uh, and we, but we fill a lot of, uh, we make a big noise in, this, in that band. You know, you got three strong individual uh, instrument guys, you know, who really can, can uh, bounce ideas off each other. It's, it's it, uh, you know, it's a unique situation that... Um, that I'm happy to be a part of. Uh, it's tremendous. A lot of people uh, looking for some really good things from you guys. Um, you know, as we get back to kind of the um, the Vegas residency that you guys have coming up here, it starts October 4th with Billy Idol, of course, uh, at the Palms Casino. Um, we just had Phil Collin on the show from Def Leppard. They're getting ready to go do a Vegas residency themselves. And, you know, just kind of talk about the uh, the differences and what that's like because it's it's almost like everything's flipped. You, you know, you're, you're traveling, you're doing all these shows, and you're flying in your airports and hotel rooms. In this case, the, the the fans come to you. It's a it's a whole different ball game. Uh, a lot of hardcores coming in for this stuff. So what I mean, what I mean, do you do you prefer that? Do you do you do you like the residencies? It's got to be a exciting deal. Yeah, on. I do. It's it's funny that you should mention Phil because before we even started the originally we did it that uh, the first Billy Idol residency was at the House of Blues. Now now we've moved it to the Palm. Yeah. Um, but Billy and I went to see the Def Leppard residency just to see what it was like yeah. before even com- committing to it, and um, and we realized, you know, talking to those guys that it, it, was, it, it was because you have um, repeat 
people all throughout the week, you can kind of dig into your back catalog and maybe do material that you you're not doing when you're when you're touring. You know, uh, you do a different show each night, and it also you really get to to hone in on your sound and lights because it's you're in one fixed uh, venue, and uh, your production can be over the top and really enhance your show. So, uh, and you never saw a happier road crew because <laughs> they don't have to. <laughs> tear down every night so it, it's you know it's um it's cool i mean it's you know it's not you know vegas is not what you you know it's no longer you know you know uh the the the, the vegas of elvis or <laughs> sammy davis jr it's it's very rock and roll now and uh and of course you know people that grew up on billy idol you know uh now have uh you know kids and family and they come and bring that yeah i mean it's it's kind of kind of a family thing but it's still you know we still do the same show uh that we do anywhere else we were we don't you know it's 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 uh it's still a billy idol show well a lot of people looking forward to uh the billy idol show coming up here as the tour with brian adams starts here on um august 1st uh, again, you can go to uh, BillyIdol.net to get all the information on tour dates and everything like that. So when when it comes to this Brian Adams tour, I guess I should ask, it's a, it's a co-headlining tour. Do you Are you guys going to go on last? Are you going to switch? Do you know how it's going to work yet? I, I, I don't know. I mean, with us, we, we have no problem going on in front of people. And as a matter of fact, Billy likes to go on before people because it's a little bit of a challenge for us, you know. And um, we're not... You know, it's no. I mean, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care where we go on. Sure. <laughs> it's 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 fine for us. You know, I mean, he's a Brian Adams. You know, is a is a big star. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's cool. I mean, uh, I don't. You know, I don't, you know, it's co-headlining or we're opening. I don't care. You know. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, Steve. Before we let you go, you kind of made an interesting uh, Facebook post uh, last week, I think, talking about kind of the uh, in the genesis of, of Billy Idol and the, and the first album that you guys did together. Um, and you know, you talked about how you know you'd recorded the songs all together in New York, and then you you kind of needed a single. And I guess I didn't really know the story behind this, and, and kind of get into that where I guess Billy kind of brought White Wedding into the equation late in the game. Just kind of talk about that time period and uh, kind of that song and how things kind of changed for you. Guys, uh, right around that time. Yeah, I mean, we were we were based in New York. Billy had moved to New York. That's how we met. I was living in New York, and then we, uh, for the first album, we came out and recorded uh, the first record here in LA. And we were actually at Westlake, right up the hall from uh, Michael Jackson was doing Off the Wall at that time. And um, so sort of funny how that small world. But yeah, uh, so so we. We went into the studio with, I think, eight or nine songs that had already been written, and then, um, you know, we realized, uh, you know, we still needed that ever-elusive, bona fide hit, you know, the one, the one you go, it's undeniable. So, um, uh, so our, our producer Keith Forsey kind of locked Billy in the studio one night and said, "Don't come out till you got one," <laughs> and um, and. Uh, we were staying at the uh, at, at the Sunset Marquee Hotel, and like, I got a knock at the door, at my hotel door. And, oh, it must have been eight in the morning, and it's Billy, you know, bleary eyed, and he had a uh, you know uh, boombox with him. He goes, "I think I got it." I go, "What? <laughs> I got the song." Oh, okay. And 
put the cassette on. And it was White Wedding, and uh, and it was, uh, and he had already got that that guitar motif uh, at the front end of it, the spaghetti western thing. And I heard that, and I went, "Oh, this is great!" You know, and it was. Uh, I mean, it was much. We we really didn't change much about it when we went to record it. Um, so then we, you know, we said, you know, wouldn't it be great to like try this in front of an audience and we found out that there was a the, the Viper Room was the club Viper Room was called the Central at that time and as it turns out I, I still remember this this was like a Tuesday night and, uh, and they said we could go up and jam and uh, we kind of we kind of did it under the radar you know people didn't really by the time they realized it was Billy Idol it, it was, you know it was all, almost over because I think we only played like two songs we might have played Ready Steady Go and then and then we played White Wedding and uh and uh, just to see what the reaction was, and and um, and we thought, okay, we we definitely got one. <laughs> so it was kind of cool, you know. Yeah. It was kind of, and, and we, literally the next day we went in and recorded it, and uh, that's the version that everybody knows and loves today. Oh, that's so awesome! And songs like that that endear over time, and all the things you guys have done, uh, all coming to you know full circle here as we head out on another tour this this summer. So. Can't wait to see you guys here in uh, Detroit coming up, Steve. We always appreciate having you on the show. And tell Josie we said hi. She's the best. We just she's the just the best person. We love working with her. She's just wonderful when it comes oh, to setting this stuff up. Yeah, awesome. And uh, I love Detroit. I mean, all the guys like my, my guitar techs from Detroit, the guy that builds my amps from Detroit. <laughs> last time I was there, I got to go out to Third Ear, uh, Third Man Records, and. And uh, it seemed like there's a lot of revitalization happening in that city, and uh, it's kind of cool to see. Great to hear. It's the DT uh, Energy um, Pavilion there where you guys are going to be playing. One of the best rock venues in the country. So looking forward to seeing you guys. Just best of luck on this tour, Steve, um, and we will catch up soon, my man. Great. My pleasure talking to you. Thanks a lot. Well, the Summer of Rock here on the Music Media Podcast continues. What a show it was to have Phil Collin and Steve Stevens. Thanks to both of them for coming on this show, uh, both of which are heading for Vegas residencies. Uh, Def Leppard will be there in August, and uh, Billy Idol will be back, I believe, in October. So what a cool deal. If you're heading out to catch one of these Billy Idol, Brian Adams shows, definitely want to hear your thoughts as it gets underway um, on August 1st in New Hampshire, and I'll be hitting the show in Detroit on August 7th. So Another road trip for me in one of the craziest summers of my life from Colorado and New Mexico and Arizona and Utah back to Las Vegas for the Pacquiao fight all the way to Birmingham for SEC Media Days and we're heading up to Detroit, Michigan to kind of round things out. That's just going to get things started because this summer is only getting started. We've got uh, the Kiss Farewell Tour coming up. The end of the road will meet in St. Louis for me on September 1st. Football season's coming up. Guys, Music Mania Podcast, we've got your back all summer long as we round it out. Hope you've been able to enjoy some live music. Get outside, enjoy your friends, some cold beverages, and some adventures just like me. Uh, Support the show. Give us a subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Thanks so much for joining us. The Music Mania Podcast continues all summer long right here.